Hello and welcome to the first Gambler podcast of the 2023 Norwegian football season. I'm Selectabet and I'm delighted to be back for the Norwegian football season. I'm joined by Greg and David all the way from Norway. How's it going, guys? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Doing well. David, how's things with you? Buzzing to be back amongst it with the Norwegian football. Yes, it's been a while, as usual. Um, but yes, it's absolutely glorious weather uh, for the last two weeks. Um, proper Easter sunshine, cold and beautiful. So yeah, getting 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 towards football season and it feels like it. Yeah, we're all set for Monday's kickoff, Greg, in both Leitasirin and Oberstligen. We are indeed. It's been 148 days by my calculations since the last league game. I think there's been some obviously playoff matches at the end of last season and there's been a a plethora of friendlies as well, as well as some bizarre cup matches that I still can't quite get my head around. But yeah, really looking forward to the season ahead and that's going to be our fourth season concentrating in Norwegian football. So done really well the last three seasons in Norway with David's support as well. So looking forward to getting stuck into this league and with no World Cup this season or European Championships, it's going to be a great little gap filler between kind of June and August before the, the Scottish League's return. But ultimately, um, once the season starts and gets underway, that will take us right up until probably the end of October, start of November, I think. So, yeah, very, very excited. Yeah, and as you say, no major tournament this summer, David. So, uh, Obus League and Elite Season will be a main focus for us. Yeah, and I think I'm right in saying that there won't be a summer break this year. So, yeah, it's going to be right through and right through until I think the end of October, sort of mid-November-ish. I'm just very excited about the fact that Mondays will now continue to be the Obus League in Mondays. Yeah. Superb. Yeah, and yeah. actually, Elysian's kind of branding out a little bit this season as well. I think they're going to be playing some games on Friday nights and some games Saturday, some games Sunday. So, yeah, it's a little bit... There's a new TV deal this year, so uh, changing up things a little bit with um, when games are being played. Yeah, and this weekend we've got plenty to look forward to on Monday. There's a full Obus League in card, and I think it's a full latest year in card on Monday, David, yeah? Yeah, it is Easter Monday. Um, perfect, perfect way to spend Easter Monday watching Norwegian football. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, okay, on the podcast we're going to have a wee look ahead towards the season uh, in general. We'll have a wee look back on last season, Greg, and some of the teams that were good to us, some which weren't. We'll have a wee chat about um, some of the teams that some of the followers and listeners of the podcast are going to be following this season. And we'll have a wee look at this weekend's fixtures and see if there's anything that we can pick out in week one with David's help. So, before we get started, let's have a wee look back at last season, David, um, and probably best if you can just maybe give us a recap on how things panned out in the end. Yeah, um, it panned out as Mulder um, claiming the title back from Bode Glimt, um, two years of Bode Glimt, pretty much dominating the Norwegian football domestically, um, and last year they just couldn't keep up with Mulder, who were extremely consistent and really good uh, in truth 78 points out of 30 games they only lost uh, twice all season so really strong performance from Molde um, Bode Glimt eventually after a bit of a battle for second place with a few teams uh, Bode Glimt eventually saw saw off the Rosenborg and Lidus to him and finished second um, and uh, Rosenborg rounded out the top three with Kasper Tengstead uh, backfiring them up <laughs> for third place 
the unbelievable uh, <laughs> second half of the season. Um, unfortunately, that is, that's him done uh, with his Norwegian football. Um, at the bottom, um, pretty much unsurprisingly, we had Yerf, um at the bottom. I talked about that pretty much all season, that I thought they would finish bottom. And that was even as Christiansen were miles behind. I still said they could catch Yerf and they did. Um, Christiansen did go down on the last day. Um, unfortunately for them, after a spirited fight back, it looked like they were going to save themselves. But um, defeat on the last day, um, that was the end of them. And uh, Sandefjord went into the playoff, but um, very convincingly um, won the playoff final um, against Koffer. And yeah, stayed up. And that meant only two, only two went down for the um, 2022 season. Yeah, and we've got two coming up, David. Yeah, uh, Bran. Bran, 81 points, one defeat all season, 95 goals in 30 games. Yeah, incredible uh, stuff. Just unbelievable. Far too good for that level. And really exciting to see them in the Elite Series again. Um, and joining them with Stabak, um, two, two of the teams that, that got relegated coming back up. Um, Stabak had their own star. Um, unfortunately, he's left uh, to go and he's gift, gift the manual uh, Orban, Orb, I think he's called Gift Emmanuel Orban. He was unbelievable last year. I've talked about him quite a few times in the pod, um, and he went to Belgium and he's absolutely tearing it up in Belgium right now for um, Ghent, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, he won't be in Norway either, but yeah, Starbuck and Brandon. <laughs> and just on that point, David, has there been a big drain of talent since the league finished and we're about to start again? Yeah, uh, there has been a huge amount of uh, outgoings, obviously incomings as well. But yeah, just just about every team had lost some stars. Like if you go through, I could go through every single team. All assumed they've lost Balkan Nordley, who was probably one of their best players. Ode Green to lost Solbakken um, and Samstead. Um, Brand had one of the only teams that have not really lost any players in the, in this winter. Hamcam as well. They've not. Uh, Hamcam, in fact, they lost their best defender. Haugesson lost their best midfielder. Basically, I could go through everyone, and everyone's lost somebody important. Obviously, Molde have lost Fofana to Chelsea for like ten million euros, um, and Rosenborg lost Tengstead to Benfica for around similar similar price. So yeah, everyone pretty much weakened in that sense. So it's just a case of who has strengthened the best, um, and yeah, there's been a lot of incomings. Yeah, and plenty of new blood to look forward to as well, I suppose, with those new incomings coming into the, the league. Yeah, really exciting to, to just see new players. That's what's so good about this league as well. There's a big turnover in the winter and we get to see some new players come uh, come spring and some some old faces returning to Bode Glint who are getting the band back together for an <laughs> title. <laughs> but and it no, makes it difficult as well, doesn't it? Because with each side losing their best players, you're almost starting afresh every season in terms of trying to understand who's going to do well, who's going to struggle, who the dark horses are going to be. And I don't see this season being any, any different in terms of the betting and understanding who to back. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult at the start. One thing that has remained consistent is I think there's only one manager that's changed um, in the winter. Um, so that's one thing that should keep it a little bit more consistent with the style of play at least and, and how, how teams attack the game. So that's one thing that we can rely on, but yeah, as you say, it's going to take maybe a few weeks just to just to get just an eye on players and, and who's going to be starting. And just to follow up in David's kind of review of last season, uh, I think we we said probably about December time that Moda looked 
pretty strong. I think it was at six to four to win the league. They didn't only win the league; they won it by eighteen points. Yeah, which is a, a remarkable uh, gap given how good Bora Glimt have been this season. And as David said, yeah, a, a small side in that league struggled badly. I, I think as well, Viking probably disappointed last season. Uh, only finishing finishing eleventh. Wilstrom did really well to kind of keep pace with the kind of top four or five sides. And if you look at Tromso, Tromso's record last season, 13 draws from their 30 matches. And they, they finished well up the league. And if they'd converted even two or three of those draws into wins, they could have found themselves well up into kind of fifth and sixth place. So it's going to be interesting to see how Troms will do this season. They, they were very good at home to back. Yeah. And this season as well, obviously, we've lost Christian Sund to the Obis League and they were great for corners. And the Rosenborg goals at home were also a very popular uh, bet on the channel last season. So very exciting to see who this season's uh, protagonist will be from a betting angle. Yeah, and just on that point, David, we've got some anti-post prices for um, Elita Searin because of installed Bodo Glimt as favourites at 64, despite the fact that it finished 18 points by Molda last season. Um, Molda 74 second favourites. They have now won, I think, it's five titles in the last 12 years. We've got Rosenborg in there at five to one. They are, what, five years without a title? But surprisingly, we've got newly promoted Bran as fourth favourites. Um yeah, they finished, what, second after their last promotion to the top flight, which was in 2016. Um, are you surprised to see them ahead of like Sir Lilstrom and Viking in the betting? Um, I think maybe three or four weeks ago I would have been surprised to see it, but having seen them playing in the cup, um, they've just looked like a really good team. Um, they is it Haugesund to beat? Um, yeah, they beat Haugesund 3-1 yeah, and they beat Sandefjord 3-0, didn't they? Yeah, they just looked like a really good team. They've got some really good attacking players, play good attacking football and they've not lost anyone from last season so as, I, as I touched on. I just think they, they're ready to step up. I think we saw with Lillestrom stepping up from the Obers League and it's not, it's not a huge gap between the top of the Obos and the bottom of or the sort of bottom half of the elite series. So, and interestingly as well, they they play up. a Haugesund side on Monday again. Um, obviously mm. having recently played them in the cup. So obviously when I saw the betting initially at the start of the week, was very surprised to see Bran at four to nine. They're now two to five. Bran. Mm. Um, they look <laughs> it's very difficult. It's the first game of the season, but given how Bran have performed so far in terms of their. 10 matches, 8 friendlies and 2 cup wins. 2 to 5 probably looks pretty solid to be fair. But yeah, what, what and we that's... don't know about is Haugesund and how they'll do. We don't. And Haugesund, I don't know if you remember last year, I think they started the season awfully. I think they lost five of their, maybe their five, first five games or something and they were looking in big trouble but uh, they picked up and they've not looked very good in pre-season either. Um so, yeah, tough tough start for them going to Bran, which will be interesting. Just one thing about Bran, they do play on grass, and this time of year, grass pitches are not great. I, say. Um, I think I've seen pictures at Starback and Sandefjord, and the pitch looks horrendous. Um, I, saw, I read an article about Rosenborg's pitch, which is in big trouble because the, it was so cold um, in March. 
the whole of March was really, really cold. We had a ton of snow uh, here in uh, Trindelag. So Lerkendal was under snow and that was after pretty mild January and February. So yeah, the Rosenberg pitch is in a bit of trouble as well. So there's quite a few grass pitches that might struggle a bit, I think. One I'm fairly thing... confident, David, they're both better playing surfaces of them in Denmark Park. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about Brano is they don't get a lot of snow down in Bergen, so um should be should be okay, should be good to go. And it's on the coast as well. Always a bit yeah, milder on the coast. It always rains there and it's milder. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure it's that North Sea, Greg, right enough. I wouldn't fancy playing on that <laughs> North Sea coast very often. Um, yeah, so in short, David, I think it remains to be seen how Brana are going to do, but certainly justify, justifiably up in the high echelons of the betting. Yeah. I'm surprised they're as short as, as 9 to 1. They're much shorter than Leicester, which I probably don't quite agree with. And I think, yeah, I think they probably are sort of joint fourth favourites for me in terms of that, but I don't think they'll be good enough. I, th- I think when you look at the top two, Gleamed to Molde, there's not, not a lot. I, don't, I can't really split them at the moment. I think Gleamed to probably strengthen better. Um, look, look, probably a little bit deeper squad, but we saw... A very good chance, isn't it? It's going to be the one, two, three again, isn't it? It's going to be the a combination of Molde, Molde, Gleamed to I think Rosenberg have looked really, really poor in, in pre-season. They've lost Pinkstead. There's been a huge... Um, Huge deal about Sartor, uh, Ole Sartor not signing a new, a new contract. Um, he's he's made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to stay beyond the end of the season um, when his contract's up. And they've just not really replaced. They've lost three, probably three of their best players from last year. They've lost them and they've just not really replaced them with top good quality, I don't think. But uh, yeah, I think Rosenberg might at the start of the season might struggle a little bit. In terms of dark horse, who should we be looking at this season, David? Is it too early to say or...? Yeah, Put your eye I mean, on anyone. I think the, the one that excites me the most is probably Sarpsborg. Um, I think they're just going to be playing attacking football again. It's really good to watch. And they've signed a boy. Um, I've not seen much of him. I've seen clips and I've read articles. But there's a boy called Christopher Bonsuba. He's 18 years old and he is apparently... Uh, the real deal. Um, very excited to see him. Hopefully, plays on Monday. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think Sarsberg could be one. That maybe just lacking a striker, um, but I think they'll be play. They'll be really good to watch. And yeah, I wouldn't have them as high as. Well, I don't think they won the league. Like I don't think it matters what price you put them at. But I definitely wouldn't have them at double the price of Wolleringa or uh, Viking. And what about the other end of the table? Who should we be expecting to be fighting out for relegation this season? Yeah, I think um, I think Hamcam are going to struggle. They lost the best defender. Um, they have signed a few players. Nobody who I think is going to massively strengthen them. Um, I think Sandy Fjord again. Yeah, Sandy Fjord probably probably Haugesund as well. I think Haugesund look pretty weak at the moment. Um, and I think. I think odds might struggle a little bit this year. I think they're seventh favourites to go down. Just got a wee feeling they might struggle a little bit this year. They, they've lost a few players, um, not really strengthened. Um, some of the guys they've brought in, they're not, I don't really know a lot about them. They signed uh, Sunderland's home Johansson back from, uh, from Motherwell, uh, defender who was previous with Mjöndalen. Um But apart from him, they've not really signed anyone of note. And I think yeah, I think I think odd would be my outsider to struggle uh, this year. 
Good for a corner, David. Good for a corner odds. <laughs> I, I must admit, I'm really going to miss Christiansen's massively. They were tremendous last season for us. They obviously struggled all season, Christiansen's, but some of the corner counts they were hitting last season was phenomenal. It brought us back to old Belshina from Belarus <laughs> yes. from a few seasons ago. Um, so, yeah, going to ma- miss them massively. Don't tend to get corner betting in the Obus League, unfortunately. Maybe this year the bookies will surprise us, but I, I very much <laughs> doubt it. Yeah, if I do go down, I'm just looking to the forward to the odd v Hod match next season in the Obus League, and should hot. be a, should be a crack. Oh, hot. Sorry. Um, what about Stabek coming up? Uh, they finished at uh, what 23 points behind Bran last season. Are they likely to make much of an impact? Um, I think I think they'll struggle. I think they will struggle. Um, signed, I think they've signed some good players. Um, they signed Mushaga Bakenga, who was a really good striker for Odd a couple of seasons back. I don't know if you remember. He scored quite a lot of goals for them. Um, they signed Kevin Cabran from Viking, who I quite like. Didn't quite work at Viking, but he was very good for start um, three years ago, and I think he'll be good for them. And they looked pretty pretty solid in the friend in the friendlies and in the cup games so I think um, I think they'll be tough to beat at home and yeah they, they'll, bat, they'll definitely be battling at the bottom I think but they, they look a little bit stronger than some of the other teams that have been here for a couple of years and Strumscod said they finished the season terribly last season David yeah. are they likely to improve any come the start of the season this time round? Uh, no I don't think so. Uh, they lost their best player, Johan Hover. They went to Groningen in, uh, in the Netherlands. Um, very, very young team. Um, they've got a lot of talent. It's just whether or not they can um, pr- produce on the like, win, win enough points. Yeah, got, they could struggle as well. Stream's got to say, I don't think they've improved at all. Um, they signed Marcus Menet from Ranheim, but he's yeah, just a decent striker. Nothing special. Um, I guess it's just whether or not some of the youngsters get better and whether we see yeah, Jonathan Brunes for the uh, for them maybe he'll um maybe he'll improve again and get himself in the goals. Yeah, if you remember two seasons ago that the Bran were a very good side to back for corners two seasons ago. And obviously we missed them last season for corners in the Obus League and but hopefully again they could be a good side to back uh, for corners this year. Yeah, and in terms of teams to follow, Greg, we've been encouraging listeners to the show to uh, pick a team for the season, and there's a few of them done so. Yeah, we've had quite a few guys uh, select their their gif in terms of the gif we used on the on Twitter. So John's got Bran, uh, Stephen's got Voringa, I think Mark's got Tromso, Ben's got Odd, uh, Scotia Ball's got who's he got? Uh, Boda. Ollie's got Lillestrom. Um, slippery, slippery Slopes got Sarpsborg and Dan's got Rosenborg and I think Gareth's also got Sarpsborg so a nice mix in there to be fair out of the 16 yeah. teams uh, I, I fully expecting the guys to be buying the um, the full kit, <laughs> the full kit next season <laughs> yeah. Let's hope Slippery Slope isn't a, a metaphor for Sarpsborg's season <laughs> in any case uh, yeah and hopefully as we did in last week's podcast Greg would like to encourage anyone who's following the Norwegian season with us um, to feel free to contact us if they have any questions in terms of the, the season any questions in terms of Norwegian football I'm sure David and yourself would be happy to answer any questions on the podcast for them as well so uh, just just reach out to the guys on Twitter um, if you have any questions that you want answered in terms of Norwegian football um, okay um, 
we've kind of covered last season, we've kind of covered some anti-post options, so we will have a look at this weekend's matches. Why not? Um, okay, starts off, Rosenborg v Viking David, and you've already kind of highlighted that you think Rosenborg might struggle, or Viking possibly able to take advantage of that and catch them cold on Monday? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Viking looked really good in the first half up in uh, Boulder in the Cup. Uh, went into the lap at half time um, uh, and yeah, putting both under a lot of pressure, but um, ultimately got battered in the second half. I think we lost by three in the end. Um, I think they have strengthened their attack. Um, remember last year they had Berisha at the start of the season and he left in the summer and they never really replaced him, but they have now. Um, Lasher Gonsalveson from Boulder Glimps has joined. Um, he was. Really, really good for um Godset before um his injury and then he got a really bad injury and never really looked the same again. He went to Gleam. Didn't really work for him, but I think it could work for him at Viking. Um, and they signed a guy from Australia called Nicholas D'Agostino who looks like a good striker too. So yeah, I think with them two, with with Trepage still there, um I think they could um, definitely be a big threat to Rosenberg. Um, at Lurkins this week who have as I say have really struggled they're just struggling to find goals lost Tengstead they've lost Vecchia and they lost Victor Jensen as well I think that's a pretty much apart from Bolsa their three best attacking players last year Interestingly um, as well David uh, Rosenborg were 19-20 to 20 earlier today probably yes. in fact about two hours ago they're now 21-20 yeah. to 20. Yeah. so we're starting to drift a little bit and a bit of money coming in for Viking Yeah I just don't think they've, they've not strengthened I think some of the signings look Average. Um, some of them I've, I don't know at all. There's a couple from Finland, one from Canada, one from Iceland. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how they do. It's impossible to back them this this weekend. I wouldn't touch that price on Monday. Um, I can definitely see this one ending up in a draw. But I think there'll be goals. Um, Viking play attacking football. Rosenberg aren't allowed to not play attacking football at home. So yeah, it's good. it should be should be a good game. How much did Tengstead end up going for, David? I think it was about €10 million Euros in the end, um, with, with some add-ons, depending on, uh, yes, sort of sell-on fees kind of thing. Yeah, just just incredible second half of the season we had. Denmark yeah. should have taken to the World Cup. Like Denmark were awful at the World Cup. They couldn't score. They had no strikers, and Tengstead was sitting at home, the most informed striker in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's some, <laughs> it's some uh, return, really, considering they only arrived at Rosenborg yeah. you know, last season um, yeah. to get that kind of money, as you say, for, for it was effectively half a season. Yeah, he's not he's not played much for Benfica either. So, I mean, he's only 22, so he's got plenty of time on his side, but yeah, yeah um, incredible. Okay, so uh, Rosenborg probably best avoided at that price. Greg, I think we've kind of highlighted it too. Ones that kind of catch your eye, I suppose, are Glimp's price at four to five. Uh, they're away to Sarpsborg and Molde at four to five at Tromsø. Now, David's already said that he expects a decent season from Sarpsborg this season, and you've already highlighted just how good Tromsø's home form was last season. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be diving into Molde at four to five away from home against anyone, but especially away at Tromsø, it's a very difficult fixture. As we said last season, Tromso at home didn't lose many games at all. Very, very tough side to beat, especially at home. I just think the four to five is purely based on the fact that Moda cruised to the league last season, and that's why Moda are, are are so short. I really don't think they're taking into account at all 
uh, Troms was home home form. So for me, it's probably a lay. I wouldn't be back in mode at that price. And again, similarly for Bora Glimt, four to five again as well away from home. It's the first game of the season. I, I would tread tread very carefully. I would probably avoid backing both Moda and uh, Bora Glimt. Do you agree, David? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think um, you can keep my eye on Twitter and Sarpsborg. I think Sarpsborg Stadium is going to be absolutely jam-packed on Monday night, which is fantastic. Um, it's going to be a f- full home support and a full away support, which is really, really good. Um, and I'd imagine Tromsø uh, will be really busy up as well. I was going to say Alfheim Stadium, but they've changed their name this year, so I'm just going to say Tromsø. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough game for Molda and both of them. Two really tough games to start the season for both of them. We did suggest there might be goals at Sarpsborg, but over two and yeah. a half is just one to two. Yeah, and they're not taking any chances yet. So I think there'll be goals there. Um, it's two super attacking teams. Sarpsborg are pretty much, pretty much the only team uh, in the whole league who try and go toe to toe with Bode Glimt. The rest of them basically, the rest of them play a five three two and just hope that they can hang on and sneak something in the break. Sarpsborg go for it. They play a four two three one. Playing the front foot, they'll press both the games, and it should be a really, really good game. That's probably that's definitely game of the weekend for me. It should be an absolute cracker. And purely from memory, David, Sarpsborg is again where on the other side who were fantastic to back for corners, especially at home. They're four to nine to hit just four corners on yeah. on Monday. So uh, that's probably another one to look at. Obviously, it's very difficult start of the season. It's going to take a couple of months to get into the swing of things. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them hit four corners based on what you're saying there about them going to toe to toe with Bode Glimt yeah. and being very attacking. Yeah, I think um I think I think I read earlier it was even money or something for both of them to hit four. Yeah, if you look at the if you look at the game last year at Sarpsborg, Bode Glimt won four one. Uh, there was ten corners, six for Sarpsborg, four for Bode Glimt and I think yeah, twenty three shots for Glimt, fifteen for Sarpsborg. It was just an absolute end to end affair. So I think I think we're expecting more of the same. Okay, we've already touched on the Bran v Haugesson game, David. Bran now is, uh, Greg said, into two to five. Uh, I'd be a wee bit nervous back in anyone at two to five <laughs> in the first weekend of the season. Yeah, yeah it's a very short price. Um, yeah, it's the shortest price of the weekend for a newly promoted team. I, is that ever I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for Bran. I think um, Bran are going to be my team to back this season. Bran... I think we'll hit a bunch of corners this weekend. I think they'll really give Haugesson a good game. But Haugesson have got good players. And, yeah, they've got a manager that's been there for a long time. I just, yeah, I wouldn't touch Brand at that price. I think Brand will probably win. Um, and I think there should be, they'll, they'll score goals because that is, yeah, that is pretty much what they're going to do this year is just attack. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Haugesson, Haugesson aren't terrible. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that, that they're such big outsiders. David, can you remember last season? Did we get player card markets in the Elite Azerian? Um, because we're getting player card markets this year. I can't remember. Yeah, no, I think. I did, I'm not sure, actually. No, maybe not. I yeah, no, we did. Because remember, I backed Christian Eriksen once, I told and he, and he got carded. Yeah, I did, we did. We did. Because I remember I said that somebody was top most fouls most and he hadn't been booked yet. He was due. Ah, yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I do remember. So, interesting yeah. on that, probably the same markets as last season. And to be fair, the, the market that's being offered is yeah. pretty decent. The only markets we're not getting is team and match cards. But I, I think goals and corners again this season will be our main focus. 
Yeah, I think that'll be the way to go. Um, David, I want to ask you, 80-13 Lillstrom at home to Sturm's squad set? Yeah, that, that that looks a better price to me. I think Lillstrom look pretty strong. They've lost they've lost probably their two best defenders, which is obviously an issue, but they have signed replacements. Um, and they look strong in attack and got a good manager who uh, Aberdeen were linked with and whether or not that's still a possibility and in the summer, I'm not sure, but yeah, um, I think Lillestrøm looked good uh, for the Monday. That's probably the safest home uh, home pick you would see it for Monday. Yeah, um, another team that didn't particularly finish well last season was Volarenga. They're away to Olesund on Monday. Yeah, um, tough game I think for for both teams. Obviously, it's a home game for Olesund. You'd think they'd want to win Volarenga. Not really sure what to expect from this year. I think they they look good going forward, and um, they've got some really good young players. Probably one of the best young players in the league, um, Jacob Jacob Biko Eng. Um, looks like he's going to break through this year and be a really good player. He's actually a he's the favourite to score any time, which is interesting. He's 18 years old. Um, I, I really like him, but yeah, I think I think all of a sudden they've made some good signings. They've got an a guy who was really good in Denmark when he was a teenager and went away to America for a couple of years where it's not worked. The guy called Isaac Atanga, who they signed um, just the other day, and I think he, he looks pretty exciting for them. But I think, yeah, it's again, it's, it's a bit of a picking game this, and I think, yeah, I think it'll be, a, I think it'll be a tight one. I think Boring will look really good at the back, very slow. So if uh, Olsen can uh, take advantage of that, then they make it, make it a nice home win to start the season. Okay, another two games that we've not touched on are Ham Cam home to Sandy Fjord and Stabak v Odd. Anything catching your eye on those? Not much. I think Ham Cam, I think last year were the bottom or the least scoringest side, apart from the year. They scored only 33 goals all season. They only conceded 43, but yeah, I think that shows you what style of football to expect from Ham Cam. Um, yeah, Sandy Fjord's. Yeah, hard to say what to expect. I think they've signed a, a, signed a Swedish guy called um, Al Sad, Danilo Al Sad, who looks pretty good in pre-season. Looking forward to seeing how he gets on. OK, there's not much jumping out this weekend, David. Nah, it's pretty difficult to, to say. It's really hard to, to know where teams are. And I'm actually a little bit interested to see what the grass pitches look like. So we'll get to see Starback on Monday. And we'll get to see Rosenborg and Bran. So a little bit interested to see how the pitches look um, for the start of the season, just with the weather. There was just so much snow. And also, I haven't touched on it, there is the the, the monkey or the elephant in the room, shall I say. Um, VAR has uh, landed in the Lisa Syrian. Um, oh. <laughs> so... The look out for penalty takers. What I could do, I could have a wee, have a wee list of uh, penalty takers for the for the. We well, saw the what happened in Scotland, uh, David. When they yes. VAR, there was penalties yes. galore, <laughs> up fiftyfold. <Yeah>. So <laughs> interested to see how that works. Um, Norwegian officials about as uh, useless as uh, Scottish. That could be your homework for next week: is to identify <laughs> each side's uh, penalty takers. Yes. Just yeah. on that note, David, I did say to podcast, I had a question for you. Now, the Norwegian commentator, famous for his commentary on the England-Norway <laughs> match in 1981. You know the yeah. one um, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Fat, Do you know yeah. what his name is? Oh, no, nah, I can't remember. Can you find out? Well, 
I'm not going to pronounce his name, but I want you right, to okay. come on next week okay. and pronounce it for us. And then Paul and I will have a go. It's <laughs> a, a mouthful. Start, start practicing just now. Though. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's you showing your age, Greg, if you can remember that. No, no, that wasn't about then. Yeah, your grand, I tell you about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Greg, I, I guess there's nothing really standing out for you week one in Oversleague. No, I think week, week one, week two, Sorry, three, week season. it'll just be about just letting the league bed in. I think we've had a good look through to see what we can find. I do think Bran will win, along with David. I would lay Mulder, not fuss for backing Mora Glimp, just based on the price at 4-5. to five, It's very short away from home on the first game of the season. However, I'm interested in Sarsborg corners at home to, to Bora Glimt. I, I think for them to get four, if four times not the worst of shouts. Um, and I think the possibility as well of maybe corners for Sandy Fjord. They were pretty decent as well. They're four to nine to get four corners at Hamcam. So more than happy to look at teams to get three or four corners as we start off the league. But yeah, first week of the season, uh, just take it easy. Well, things better in a bit. We might be a wee bit more excited about all the two o'clock kickoffs in Obus League, Greg. <laughs> yes, we are, absolutely. Um, every Monday, hopefully, will be the same approach as last season. Games kicking off at five o'clock, but yeah, we've got a full card on this Monday for Bank Holiday Monday. All games kicking off at two o'clock. And I wouldn't be too surprised if I do a all eight matches over 1.5 goals. Don't get me wrong, some of the prices you get in this league are ridiculously short for over 2.5 goals and 1.5 goals. Um, just adding it up now, yeah, all all eight matches over 1.5 match goals only pays 5-2. to two. Don't get me wrong, there's a very good chance that, that will come in, but there's a few new teams into the league that we'll speak about in a minute. And there's a few teams we're expecting to do really well this season. Um, I think Christiansund are, are one of them, but there's probably three or four clubs, you could say, will be vying for promotion. Yeah, David, I'm keen to see how Mion Dallin start this season. They <laughs> got off that train last season, didn't they? They did, think away. Eight, eight wins or something at the start of the season, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting to see. I think, as I said, I think Christiansund looked really good in pre-season. Um, I think they're probably... Probably big favourites. Mundalen, um, though, Scottish manager, um, going into his first full season. Um, that'll be that'll be good to see. Former Peterhead Hibernian Rafe Rovers uh, player Kevin Nicholl. So looking forward to that. Um, hopefully they hopefully they do well. I think. Um, but yeah, I think I think Christian soon look favourites. Um, they turned down quite a big bid for Sander, Sander Cartoon. Uh, Bran were very keen to get him in right on deadline day just last week um, so they're obviously keen to keep their best players and, and push for promotion 4-7 to seven at home to Frederikstad yeah it should win should win um, just yeah as a difficult difficult in the first week I, th- I quite like I quite I do quite like that price I think it's pretty fair and I think they'll, they'll be strong um, especially at home this year as you say we've got two new clubs into the league obviously David we lost your local club Blink during the last season, they were awful, <laughs> absolutely awful. And Grorud <laughs> went down. Shaid stayed up with an eight-one pumping of Randall, yes. is it? They yes. during their playoff match. But we welcome to the league Moss and Hood, just in terms of the pronunciation. Yep. Both clubs won the respective Division Two championships. So in Norway, Division Two, there's two groups. 
a group one and group two, and both sides won their groups or won their league. Sorry, Moss done it on goal difference. Uh, I think Hood were a bit more convincing. In terms of Moss, first time in League One since 2013, I think it is. So quite a while ago since they last played in in League One, and also for Hood, um, 2016 since they last played in the second tier. So again, don't know much about these two clubs, but I'm not expecting many things from either side in terms of promotion. No, I don't think so. I think uh, they'll, they'll be at the bottom half. Um, just on Moss, um, former Everton goalkeeper, potentially played in Scotland, maybe? Thomas Mira, did he play for Rangers at some point? It uh, rings a bell. I don't think he played with Rangers, though. I do remember him playing for Everton. He's, uh, he is the manager for Moss. So, um, oh, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, it could be right, actually. Let's see. He was on loan at Rangers. He played three games. Look at yeah. that. There you go. Good knowledge. Good knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thomas Mira, he's the manager for Moss, so uh, some somebody that people might recognise a name. But yeah, not a lot of players that I recognise at all, so interested to see how they get on. I think that's going to be a tough step up. But yeah, teams like um, Shade, um, yeah, I think Shade, Shade stayed up last year after coming up. Um, teams like Green and stuff. There's yeah. not a lot. There's some, some, some smaller teams in that league that are definitely capable of being. I guess in terms of the championship itself, then David, you're probably looking at obviously Christian Soon's. I'm unsure about how Yevo adapt back down in yeah, Division One. Not sure. I mean, you've probably got two or three other clubs start. Start. Yeah. Yelf, um, Songdal, possibly. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure how they've got on this season, but that's probably the clubs you'd expect to be kind of top four, top five. Yeah. So the the K- K- KFUM uh, or the YMCA of Oslo, <laughs> um, they. They nearly got up last year, but they they lost their manager, and their manager went to Stirling the Godset. So, um, I'm surprised he, to see them five to six at home to Songdal yeah, on Monday. Yeah, I Songdal looked so, like a five to twelve to five. Songdal, yeah, I agree. I think um, Songdal, they're one of the teams that do put a little bit of money into the team. So I think um, I think they'll be up there. I think Granheim will be up there, and I think Start, as you say, I think Start and Christensen, they're probably for me the two favourites for the two promotion spots. I think um, in terms of money financially, I think Start's probably the biggest. Uh, the biggest start team at three to four away to yeah. newcomers Moss. Yeah, looks a pretty good. I'm not. I'm, I've no idea what Moss play on. They could play on Moss. Some <laughs> Moss. Moss. They literally could. So yeah, um, I think that's a good place for Start. I think Start and yeah, starting Christian soon for me are the two standout um, standout promotion candidates. I'm just trying to find if I can um, get a price on them winning this weekend, starting with a win, if you bear with me. Uh, who do we say, Christensen and Moss? Yeah, uh, Christensen and Start. Christensen and Start, sorry, yeah, of course. Uh, what are we looking at, 17 to 10, double? Yeah, yeah. Looks good, I think Christensen at home should be too good for Frederick's dad, and yeah, Start. Start have a good squad. I think start start should be better than last year. And uh, Moss, ugh, you never know with these teams coming up. They could just, and they could be terrible, or they could be like keen to push on again, like Kongsvinger did last year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hard to hard to say. David, just in terms of kickoff times in the Opus League, in what, what are we talking? There's a lot of two o'clock kickoffs going by my notes. Are most matches being played Sundays this season? Or are they on Mondays? Um, 
actually not sure. So last year the plan was to have their own day. Um, I'm actually not sure what the, what the plan is this, this year, um, whether or not they've reverted back to Sundays. I think I there was think quite a lot of... quite a few Saturdays as well in here from how um, it looks so far. I think this, there was quite a lot of um, negativity around the Mondays just for supporters more than anything. Um, yeah. not, not for armchair fans like ourselves. <laughs> but um, just for supporters, I think it was a bit of an issue. So, if, uh, yeah, it looks like... It looks to be yeah, a combination fans, of looks like Saturday, Sunday, 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 Mondays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... That's just uh, probably just the last last year was a bit of a trial, and as I say, this year there's been a new TV deal. So, yeah, I'm guessing it's um, I'm guessing they've just gone and back. As to... you said before, we're probably going to expect a, a English Premiership slash Serie A approach in terms of matches spread across four or five days. Yeah, which I'm not massively. I'm not a fan about. of that at all. That's really rubbish. I quite, I quite <laughs> like. I really really like watching the goal show. Mm-hmm. Just like six games all at once, and they're just jumping all over the place, showing all the goals. I, I do like watching that on the sun, sort of Sunday evening, but um, yeah, and uh, interesting to see. Obviously, I think it's TV2 that's taken over the deal, so interesting to see what they do. Hopefully, I think they'll put a little bit of money into it, and hopefully, they do a good job. Yeah, yeah, especially when you've got all the VAR shenanigans to look forward to as well, David. Yeah, really looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. Uh, Okay, um, and a weekend where there's not a huge amount jumping out at us from the first uh, set of fixtures, Greg, what are we looking at this weekend? Well, I think for me, I think Brian, although they're very short, should do the business at home. I'm quite keen on Sarpsburg Corners at home to Bode Glimt. And I think in the Oberstligen, Christian Sund start Sonnes Ulf and I think Songdal look big at 12 to 5. But I think that start price at three to four at Moss uh, and Christiansen, as we said, at home to Fredrikstad, was a fairly solid double. But as I said before, let's just ease ourselves in to the season. And I guess the purpose of this podcast isn't, isn't so much about the tips for Monday. It's more about just getting back on track, going through the leagues and just having a discussion around who's in the leagues and what we expect to happen. Yeah. Anything to add to that for the weekend, David? No, just uh, really looking forward to another another season of watching and chatting about the, the football. Hopefully, we can keep it nice and consistent this year and deliver some some good winners. Yeah, plenty to look forward to. Okay, um, I think we'll call it a day uh, on the podcast just now. We've covered plenty there in terms of the building some anticipation ahead of the latest year and then obviously in kicking off this weekend. Uh, we, as the guys have hinted at, we're going to be back every week as best we can to cover Norway throughout the season. So there's plenty to look forward to. And I'm sure Greg, Norway will feature heavily in the channel in the coming summer months. Yeah, as it has done so since I started the channel three years ago. So I think Norway's going to be a bit like what we do in Scotland. It'll be a legal focus and it's a league that we'll get right under the skin of and hopefully provide um, lots of value and lots of winners. Indeed. Okay, so stick with us for the rest of the season. Uh, we'll get uh, plenty of podcasts, we'll have plenty of tips, um, plenty of interest throughout the season as we crack on. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84 Greg, where you can find out all the details on how to join his private betting channel. You can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston11. Um, David, are we going to be treated to the davidweatherstonfootball.com blog uh, I, this season? I, I, I don't think I've got time this year. I've got uh, I've, I've gone up to 100% at work. Uh, so with that, and I've got a wee side gig um, doing some, some Norwegian football previewing and team predictions. So um, unfortunately, there's going to be no blog this year. 
that just means it's more knowledge for us to be sharing yes. on the podcast. That's absolutely our podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good stuff. I was going to say best of luck with your bets this weekend, Greg, but I think it's likely to be a quiet one. Oh, I don't know. I think we'll have some sort of double possibly between both the leagues, and I, I wouldn't put anyone off doing a, a classic all eight matches in each league over 1.5 just to watch the um, bank holiday Monday goals flying in that case good luck with your best this weekend <laughs> <laughs> cheers guys good luck cheers guys